My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on a very grey spring morning here in the capital and I'm delighted to say that joining me once more on this programme is Farouk Dean. Welcome back to the show, Farouk. Fantastic to have you. Thank you for inviting me back and then hosting me again. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to the listeners who might not uh, remember Farouk, Farouk is the, uh, the creative director at event management group Salador Promotions, but he's also a co-founder of Network Driven Incubator for creative and environmental, social and corporate governments aligned founders called Nexus. And Nexus has been approved by the Home Office as an endorsing body for the purpose of startup and innovator visas. And that's going to be really what we're focusing on today. Um, first and foremost, Farouk, when we sort of talk about ESG, environmental, social and corporate governance, I suppose our thoughts are instantly drawn towards, you know, sustainability, green policies, net zero, etc. But in a practical sense, what does this actually mean in Nexus's case? What sort of work have you been doing on that front? Um, there's several um, perspectives that we take when it comes to ESG as an umbrella term. Um, I suppose the, the global objective of our application of ESG is authenticity. Um, you may be familiar with terms like greenwashing, for example, where you have corporates that have um, professed to um, move towards more green, uh, green, green um, based objectives or ways of produ- production or doing their business. When actually, when you take a closer look, it's not actually aligned with what they're saying. So first and foremost, our practical application, when we talk to our members, other corporates, under the guise of ESG, is what is it that you're stating um, as part of your principles within those three spheres? And do your actions marry up? So that's the first practical application of how we approach ESG and the authenticity of it and alignment of actions and words. And then specifically in terms of practical applications, um, we obviously embody the principles as best as we can ourselves. Um, and it's a continual improvement. And, and by that, I mean ESG uh, principles is not a destination. It's actually something that's an ongoing principle of how you go about doing your business that you can continuously evolve um, given where you are in your business cycle, your, your capacity to facilitate what you'd ideally like to do underneath those um, ESG um, segment areas, and then ultimately um, um, ensuring that what you are having as a plan, because it may be that you don't even have a plan um, in place under those three areas, um, but having a plan that's been created and then stepping in uh, and putting in goals towards um, achieving those. So those are the, the, the practical um, applications of ESG that we look at at Nexus. Yeah, fantastic. And... How is Nexus sort of helping harness that entrepreneurial spirit in the UK by sort of helping startups? Of course, you're helping with sort of the practical implementation of ESG, but there are other things that you're doing as well, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. So we operate a uh, co-working spaces, a global network of um, infrastructure designed specifically to um, support the creative digital and tech industries. That's uh, what you would say are main product is um, outside of anything more niche like ESG. However, woven into that, um, particularly with what we give the support to startups in particular or 
entrepreneurs or even at early stage, um, idea stage um, startups is actually uh, a program, an incubator, which takes place online for eight weeks. It's called Nexus Industry Startup Program, specifically designed to give the tools and direction, not only in how you can uh, take your startup idea or precede um, startup um, to the next level, but also then start thinking about the ESG principles as soon as possible in terms of starting to have the plan. And we've had some great masterclass providers involved, everyone from Alan Greenberg to John Newbegin um, to Henry Ludlum. Um, we have had some really good um, um, course providers. We've had um, Ezekiel Britton as well from Fat Practical, Paris Petgrave has done a few masterclasses through all our cohorts. And these are professionals that have been there and done that. They've started their own businesses. They're, they're, they've, they're also agents that are their right. They're pioneers, they're innovators. And what that really is, again, gives, you use the word in terms of practical, we really give access to the cohort members of our program, access to lived experience, um, so what you're being advised, the guidance you're being given has been pressure tested in the public arena, in 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 situations whereby they know um, in terms of the common journey of building and running your business, you're more likely or most likely to come across these certain challenges or views and perceptions. So that's really um, the, what's key for us in terms of what we do. And in addition to that, um, we are, as you had mentioned in your introduction, a collaborative incubator. So peer-to-peer um, support as well. We have a global network of um, founders, entrepreneurs, um, and freelancers that work specifically in the creative digital and tech industries that are accessible via our online channel, our Slack. We have um, regular events that we host as well. And we very much facilitate and encourage um, peer-to-peer support and just asking questions. That's the reason why we initially um, created Nexus was to provide provide that space for um, inquiries and curiosities to be met. that's really uh, a principle that we intend to um, facilitate even further into the future. So we're very much about leveraging um, the global network skills and contacts. Um, we encourage um, um, our actual members to utilize the business support that we provide as a service, such as our HR, legal, accountancy, um, corporate finance, and investment funding services that form part of um, what you'll get access to is, uh, uh, is your member, member membership. And then at the base level, as I said earlier, you've got access to our infrastructure, the office spaces, the meeting rooms, the storage, the photo studios, the recording studios, all the um, facilities that you may require or need if you are a business in the creative digital and tech industries. You have a one-stop shop in Nexus to um, work, grow, and sustainably build your businesses. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic, isn't it? And I think when we talk about sort of the value of networking, especially in that sense, I think we've kind of almost been reminded of that over the last couple of years through the COVID-19 situation, haven't we? When we've seen businesses, we've seen entrepreneurs, often competitors as well, sort of 
talking to each other and sort of exchanging intellectual material more than ever before just because there was that recognition that you know we're all in a similar boat here we've all got to kind of work together harness that entrepreneurial spirit that we have to kind of progress and is that something that you've sort of seen yourself as well Scott, I couldn't agree um, anymore. Um, the power of networks is um, paramount. Um, we, uh, if I hark back to my first um, interview with you, um, uh, this was just after the peak of the pandemic coming yeah. back in 2020. And one of the remarks that I um, said was that one of the principles that we are working to, um, within is that you have to be feet of foot in terms of being able to pivot quite quickly, but also the access to information, good quality information in a timely matter is also equally as important. And I found that that's best derived from a, a curated peer group. And that is what Nexus is in terms of a curated peer group, the network that instantaneously, wherever you are in the globe, you have someone that you have you are affiliated with. And the power of that cannot be um, um, diminished or minimized. Um, it's, it could be anything to do with business, but let's not forget there's also the personal aspect as well. Let's say you are doing, moving to the UK from abroad using um, one of the business in, uh, visa groups. You, you may be um, looking for, I don't know, um, accommodation or places to go or eat or whether there's uh, less community groups in some of the passion areas that you have be it cycling or yoga, it, that's what holistically a network has. You don't necessarily know exactly what you would need from it, but just realize that, and this is another important aspect, the more you feed into a network, the, if that network's full of people that are very generous, you will get what you may need back down the line. And that's something that uh, I think um, has proven very useful for not just myself and the other members of our group but also our membership as well is that network effect of power of numbers yeah exactly it's one of those key lessons i think that we've certainly taken from the uh, the pandemic isn't it and uh Obviously, another key facet of Nexus as well that I think we should cover um, during the discussion is that um, it endorses, it's an, and it's obviously a home office endorsing body for the sort of the purpose of distributing startup and innovative visas, as we touched on at the, uh, the beginning. And um, if you do sort of choose to allocate a visa to anybody, I suppose the recipient has to be among the very best and brightest to obviously come and work in the UK's creative and digital industries and really offer something to those sectors. So from your perspective, when you're looking at those potential applicants, what standards do they need to adhere to in order to be successful in that sense? Yes, um, standards are high. Um, we only endorse the best and brightest global talent to work uh, in the UK and it is cutting edge creative tech and digital sectors. Um, we very much are open with regards to the ideas within the, um, that are presented to us, where we do have a uh, preferred list of sectors that are of particular interest um, to what we know ourselves in terms of how we can say also that what we know and what we desire in the UK in terms of our industry. So tech, digital, rubble dimension, VR, events, media, film, music, fashion and textiles, gaming, dance, smart screens. These are all um, sectors that I'm sure you and Scott are very um, high interest um, to mm. the UK in terms of our ability 
and service and our market and what we're doing. FinTech is also very much, uh, medical tech is very much um, a part of our, our, our remit and, and interest. And with regards to the main uh, three areas I would like to point towards what we pressure test really, it's, uh, is it a sustainable idea? Is it, a, is it a viable idea? Is it sustainable and is it innovative? Those are the three um, litmus tests main areas that we look at in terms of the business idea or plan um, within those sectors. Um, we do also then um, filter uh, principles uh, amongst ESG. Existing ESG in terms of their environmental social governance impact that they may have. Um, but as well as that, we also look at our ability to um, implement or embed or teach ESG principles to the idea as well. Uh, so how teachable are the founders in that regard? Um, and, it, and we've had, um, we've endorsed some very experienced um, entrepreneurs, but they may not necessarily have been experienced in running businesses in the UK. And they may not necessarily have had experience with regards to creating an ESG-specific plan for their businesses. So there's always um, room for learning. And that's and also a very key thing that um, our board take a look at is the feedback that we get of our interviews, um, potential um, feedback as well from when they participate um, as part of our ESG program. And one of the actual requirements is that you undertake our startup ESG program because it allows us to mm. take an intimate look at how you think, how you communicate, how you network, how you build relationships, how you engage with um, information. So that's essentially what you will be doing with when you um, come to the UK to run your startup business. Um, you know, there's a lot of information to take in and um, there's some common characteristics that you can use as screen flags, as it were, to signpost how successful they may, may be. So one of the biggest green flags is how teachable are you? Are you still open? Are you curious? Um, the opposite being also if you arrive as a closed mind thinking you've been there and done it all, that's um, usually fertile ground for mistakes. Yeah, and just speaking of that sort of ESG startup program that you've talked about, I believe the next one, just for those tuning in that might well be interested in that, is um, starting from August the second, isn't it? It's an eight-week-long online program. I'm right in saying, aren't I? Yeah, we've actually got one in between that. So we've got mm. a, a cohort launching um, on the 23rd of May. Um, it's an eight-week course um, online. It's a global cohort that we usually have, and we keep the cohort numbers um, relatively small. Um, because we believe that is a higher level of impact for the course material that you take over the eight weeks. And at the end of that eight-week program, we have a demo day that we very much look forward to hearing how the businesses have developed um, through the course program, which is um, uh, in the, we do invite um, our, our network of angel investors, um, um, advisors, other market class providers as well. Um, we've had a couple from our previous cohorts go on to be actually directly funded from invited VCs and angel investor networks through our program as well. And um, many of which as well um, continue to be members of Nexus to this date and engage with new cohorts coming into subsequent programs. So that's been really good to see. So we've seen um, like a piece of art um, I'd, I'd refer, is that we've seen um, for cohort members of the program use the program in ways that we hadn't at first thought 
about ourselves mm. and we've seen them interact with other members in a really positive way that actually wasn't proactively possible by ourselves, which has been great to see. Yeah, I suppose that sort of community-centred approach to this rather than sort of having them all in competition with each other probably has its merits, doesn't it? I suppose that exchange of ideas sort of helps everybody sort of equally thrive. Yeah, it does. And um, as you know as well, when it comes to doing business, there's some project opportunities whereby you have to be able to practically work as part of a tender team and collaborate for um, maybe the bigger pies that are out there to capture and take a slice out of. So um, as um, we've seen, even on a geopolitical level in terms of reaching out for cooperation and uh, um, and making new friends and new relationships, especially in particular post-Brexit, um, it is a requirement to actually expand one's network and, and build relationships and maintain those. And having the, um, a program that's designed to give founders a practical knowledge to, in order to do that Obviously, in the guise of launching and scaling their creative tech or digital businesses, but having that as a a a need and requirement as to how you approach that objective, um, basically future proofs you uh, yourself as a founder, future proofs your businesses, in particular with getting EUC principles in, involved as well early, um, future proofs you for the. Um, Challenges ahead and also makes you more attractive for investment opportunities in the future. Um, because as you're aware, Scott, um, um, sustainability issues, governance and environmental impacts and um, positive impacts uh, um, is not going to go away in terms of its importance. It's only mm. going to increase for the future. Exactly right. There's only going to be more of a need for it, more of a demand for it, exactly. And Obviously, what I don't want to do with this next question here is actually sort of give too much away about the ESG startup program. But just for sort of those younger, entrepreneurially minded listeners that might be tuning into this, um, if you sort of personally had to give like a single biggest piece of advice to them to sort of get them on the right track to starting their own business, what single piece of advice would that be, do you think? That's a very good question. Um, Singular piece of um, advice um, to get someone onto the track. Do you know what? If I was to be a more uh, philosophical about the answer, um, it would be to ignore the small voice that may be talking to you about being an imposter um, towards what you are planning to do Mm. and what you're looking to do for your business. The reality is everyone, me included, um, I'll speak for myself, but my, my experience is that everyone is making it up as they go along. And what minimizes mistakes is experience. And you only gain experience by actually getting up and doing something. So do not talk yourself out of taking that first step because of inexperience. You will only gain that by taking that first step and being open, being honest with yourself and the others around you, um, forging those relationships and getting connected to networks is the very best um, chances you can provide yourself um, for your future success. Yeah, it's about sort of moving away from the risk averse, isn't it? I think sometimes we can be a little bit guilty of shying away from setbacks and shying away from times where we fail, whereas you need to sort of learn to embrace those opportunities and go into it with more of a win or learn mentality, don't you? Oh yeah, for sure. Even in um, 
are looking at areas for my own personal growth, um, professionally and personally, one of the things that I identified um, as I've matured in years is my reluctance to, uh, or is my avoidance of the feeling of incompetence. Because if you think about your journey as a, a person, um, girl or boy going to school and then going to university or, or whatever path you fit, it be a job where you're going to learn and build your career, one of the things you're more open to at that cycle of your life is incompetence. You're not expected and you don't expect yourself necessarily to um, be fully formed and fully up to speed and know it all um, off the bat. But as you get um, further in life, um, um, I find people try and um, proactively try and avoid that feeling of incompetence, but actually to an extent that's exactly what you should be wanting towards because that's where you will gain the most, uh, gain the most in terms of your self-development and your knowledge and the experience by um, reading or learning or practically undertaking um, steps to increase your competence in those areas. Um, so, yeah, that's um, more of a, a mental mindset, but um, but that does translate into practical application as well, mm. because you might be uh, procrastinating over a, a document you haven't read because you're not quite fully um, up to speed on the legal needs of that document, or you might be shying away from using a particular new um, app or um, SaaS platform um, that could potentially save you time and energy in the future, but because you're not fully aware of how to use its um, operating system interface, you haven't quite um, taken it on board yet. And the same is also true with ideas. Um, some of the work that we do in Celador as a group. Um, is a consultancy work and some of the challenges that we face is in communicating to the incumbent decision makers to make decisions towards areas that they themselves are not directly um, on a personal level fully aware of but their actual business needs are screaming out for which is the first reason as to why they most likely got in touch with us in the first place to have an asset um, be it of some kind and they, they know it's got value but they don't know how to fully re realise that value and in what direction to, to take it and that's where you do need um, experts like myself and the rest of my team mm. um, to come in and consult and then you have to trust that given the fact that we've been there and done it ourselves that we can implement it um, but it's that feeling of incompetence in terms of um, avoiding that that decisions are actually, if you really took time out to take a look, are made and made to avoid. Yeah, absolutely. And um, obviously with Nexus's mission to continue to help creative industry startups launch and grow sustainably, I suppose your priority over the uh, the next few weeks and months will be continuing to roll out those startup programs. Um, but beyond sort of the, the, the startup programs coming up in this year, Farouk, just before we wrap things up, what would you say is the uh, the next step for Nexus, and what's how are you going to be sort of scaling up this um, this idea of really helping these startups sort of excel, thrive, and grow over the coming years? Yeah, um, increase of what you've seen so far. So um, there'll probably be, uh, uh, there definitely will be an expansion of the actual infrastructure Nexus has in place globally. Um, we have got sites that have identified in Italy, in Ghana. Um, in other parts of the UK, um, we're in talks with um, um, a site in Mumbai. So it really will be a fully global infrastructure that you will have access to. 
through Nexus, um, along with other facilities that I mentioned earlier, like the French Studios or Corner Studios. Um, another aspect that you'll see in terms of recruitment, in terms of what we have in services, are online um, masterclasses. You'll have uh, one-off bespoke masterclasses that we've run in the past, um, um, increasing as well as the program itself, um, continuing with the great talkers that we've had so far. Uh, as well, and um, in terms of actual in in person um, events as well, you'll see a number of um, bespoke um, events taking place or concerts and talks. Uh, one of which in the pipeline is our Sustainable Design Festival, that's going to showcase um, a number of um, um, graduate and postgraduate um, students um, across. Um, um, some UK universities um, later on this year as part of London Design Festival. And that will be an event again that I'm looking forward to uh, facilitating with the team and seeing that grow over time. Yeah, and I look forward to seeing the results of that uh, myself as uh, well. For certainly wish you all the best yeah, of luck in the world with it. Down, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. You'll get an invite. It'd be great to get Gabby down. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. We'd certainly love to, uh, to be there, of course, see how it all um, unfolds. And uh, like I say, I mean, Obviously, once we start to see the uh, the dust settling on that and we see just how successful it is, I mean, I'd even relish the opportunity to welcome you back onto the show just to talk about what next steps there might be because it's some absolutely fantastic work that Nexus has been doing. And just for listeners tuning in as well, if you are interested in finding out any more information on what we've discussed today, um, nexuscreativehq.com, I think, is the board of call, isn't it, Farouk? That's correct, Scott, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Farouk, again, immense pleasure having you join us on the uh, the show today and thank you so much for your time and coming to join us. And by all means, do take care and stay safe with all still going on. Thank you very much and likewise. Yeah, and to all listeners tuning in today as well, I do hope that you thoroughly enjoyed the interview with Farouk Dean. Um, and obviously to anybody who might be listening in today who might feel that they have their own business, their own organisation with its own tale of success and innovation to share with us, then by all means, we do also want to hear from you. So why not also apply to be on our programme via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply because we'd also love to share your story. Until next time, you have been listening to the Leaders Council podcast with your host, Scott Chaloner. Do take care and goodbye.